Every single time Hunter wakes up from a nap these days, he's asking for a snack and it's usually a fruit snack. And I used to say heck no to all kinds of fruit snacks and goodies like that because I hated all of the artificial dyes, harmful ingredients, and the ridiculous amount of sugar that they have. And while I still am a big proponent in not having all of those things all the time, I find so much hope in knowing that Thrive Market has me covered and has Hunter covered for not just all of those sweet fun treats, but also other essentials while keeping him safe and healthy. And it's honestly become a fun little tradition for Michael and I to sit down and pick out our Thrive Market order. They're so amazing and such our go-to for delicious snacks and pantry essentials and so much more. Their app is so easy to use and everything is delivered to our doorstep in a matter of days, which drastically reduces my stress level because making time to go to the grocery store is my least favorite thing to do. Plus, I'm obsessed with their standards. They restrict literally 1,000 plus harmful ingredients and they only allow the most trusted ingredients for you. I mean, even last order, I saved $20 and got an incredible deal on the poppy probiotic sodas that I love. Plus, it's not just good for your family. When you join Thrive Market, they also gift a membership to a family in need, which is the greatest. So let's save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash truthtalks for 30% off your first order. Plus, you get a $60 gift for free. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash truth talks. Thrivemarket.com slash truth talks. You're listening to Truth Talks with Tara. The purpose of this podcast is to help you know, love, and live God's word. My name is Tara, and I'm your host slash new best friend. Each week, we'll dive into the depths of scripture together. We'll answer questions that we all have as believers, have hard but good conversations, unpack passages in the Bible, and have deep, encouraging conversations with some amazing guests. My prayer is that God would use this podcast to grow your love and knowledge of his word so that you can live for him more. Are you ready, friend? Let's get into it. Today on Truth Talks with Tara, I have one of my sweet friends, Kristen Clark of Girl Defined on the podcast. We're going to be talking about their newest book called Not Part of the Plan, Trusting God with the Twists and Turns of Your Story. So I'm sure we all can think of a moment in our lives, or maybe we're walking through it right now, where God has not done in our lives what we thought, when things don't go according to our plan, when we're disappointed, when there's twists and turns, when there's unfulfilled longings, unfulfilled prayers, and all of these things happening in our life. In this conversation, Kristen and I are talking about how to trust God with our unanswered prayers, how to trust him and surrender our timeline for his instead of ours, and how there's actually so much freedom in it because God has something so much better for us. This episode is full of practical truths if you're walking through a season where it's hard to trust God with your life, relationships, and more. So please do not miss it. Tune into this entire episode. I'm so thankful that you tune in every week. If you're new, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. So excited to know, love, and live God's word more with you. If you haven't already, please subscribe on whatever app you're listening to so that you don't miss an episode every single week. Also, I'm so floored looking through your ratings and reviews of the show on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for taking the time to leave a genuine rating and review and just sharing what God, God alone, is doing through this podcast in your heart. So if you have time, please take a second to do that, to leave a five-star rating or whatever rating you'd like to give this show and a review of why you love it that helps the show so much so we can reach more people for the Lord. All right, let's just get into it. I'll stop blabbing. Here's my conversation with Kristen. 
Hey, hey, Kristen. Thank you so, so much for taking the time and sacrificing your busy days with your boys and your schedule and everything that's going on to sit down and have a conversation on the podcast. Uh, Friends listening, this has been a long time coming. I have been wanting to get Kristen on the show for quite a while. It's been highly requested by y'all to have one of the Girl Defined Sisters on the show. So I'm really excited that it's happening today. Kristen, we're going to be talking about something so exciting and so close to your heart today. But before we do that, for those who don't know you or want to hear a little more about you, why don't you tell us, um, introduce introduce yourself, uh, tell us who you are, what you do, all of the sweet things. Oh, well, thanks for that intro. You're so sweet. <laughs> it is my honor. I love chatting with you. You are just so much fun to talk to. And yeah, my sister Bethany and I founded Girl Defined Ministries a few years back. It's actually been, it's more than a few years. It's been since 2014, <laughs> but it feels like two or three years ago. Um, and really our heart and passion from the beginning was just to disciple and mentor younger women in God's design for womanhood. So for us, as we're growing, continuing to grow and understanding biblical womanhood, how it's relevant for us today as modern women in every aspect of our lives, we we can't help but share this with other women because it's radically transformed our perspectives and given us so much freedom, mm-hmm. so much hope in areas like relationships, identity, beauty, purpose, um, worth, value, just our relationship with God, every aspect of our lives. So we love sharing this with other women and do that through blogging and YouTube. Actually, not as much blogging anymore. Blogging is kind of like phasing out, but it is. podcasting <laughs> now. So we have the Girl Defined show. So I love that so much more anyways. I love podcasting. Oh, yes. And <laughs> videos. And then through our books and resources, we have online mentorship courses, um, an annual women's conference. So just any possible way that we can get this message into the hands and hearts of women, we love to do that. Mm. And when I'm not doing Girl Defined, I live in the state of Texas. I guess I always live here even when I'm doing Girl Defined, but I'm from the state of Texas. And my husband and I recently adopted two boys from Ukraine. I know we'll probably get into that a little bit later, but that has been a wild, exciting, crazy ride um, of ups and downs. But just the Lord has answered so many of my prayers through this adoption and transformed my heart. And um, it's just been amazing to see his hand in this part of my story, which I never imagined 10 years ago. I never would have said this is where mm. I'd be. Um, but God is so faithful, so good. So I'm just getting used to being a new mom because they are 11 and 7, and I've only been at this for about six months. So yeah, <laughs> maybe fresh. we should talk again in a year and see how it's going. But yeah, <laughs> that Girl Define family church ministry, that keeps me real busy. I love that. And it's so sweet. We even just prayed before we started this conversation and it was just really cool to just acknowledge how full life has been. Mm -hmm. You know, full is full of blessings, but also busy seasons and it can be overwhelming at times, but just how God is answering so many prayers right now in your life and in all of our lives truly, but just all over your life, I can see that so clearly. It may all be coming at once, um, mm. but it's it's been really cool to see. And adoption is so close to my heart. I know we yes. talked about this a little bit before or when you guys were in the process of doing it. Yes. And so for me, I just – I get so excited whenever a couple adopts, whether that is because of fertility struggles or whether that's just because they have a heart to adopt. Like Mm -hmm. it has been a part of my life. I've, I've known so many people that have been adopted. And so I think it's a huge need and it's, it's just, it just feels so personal and so close to home. So I am just, I'm so excited for you guys and so glad that things have been, um, just so full. <laughs> it's yes, full and wonderful. And I, I was telling my husband the other day, I was like, 
oh, like life is, it's so wonderful and so different. But I said, it's weird having these little humans in my house that from the moment they wake up and they're learning English (laughs) because Russian is their first language. So they are, I mean, every day I feel like they're learning more and more, but still it's hard because we can't fully communicate. We do a lot of gestures. I'm getting Mm -hmm. really good at charades. But I was telling my husband, I almost feel like an event coordinator because from the moment (laughs) they wake up, they're like, good morning, mama. What's the plan? And they want to know the plan. And then as soon as we finish the first thing, they want to know what's the next thing. Okay. What are we doing after lunch? What are we doing after that thing? I'm like, wow, I've got to be kind of on it with the schedule and structure because I can't just leave these kids, you know, to themselves. And so I was joking with him like, yeah, it's wonderful and full, but wow, I like, I have to get really good at my planning now because we need structure. So. Right. And it's, and it's not just, it's not just you guys anymore, which although even if you're a person who thrives off structure, you have two other people that um, maybe are, I mean, they're older, but they're not like, our age where they can entertain themselves fully or right. be able to go about a day 100% by themselves. And so mm-hmm. I'm sure like, do you feel like an event coordinator and like you just have to keep everyone busy? <laughs> but I know right now they're having their quiet time, right? So I think that's yes. important. <laughs> yes. It's so good for them, for me. It's just like all God's children. Like, let's just take hey, a break. <laughs> no, literally. I think house we, is quiet. It's so nice. <laughs> I think we all need it. I think we all need it. So. Amen. Amen to that. <laughs> oh, that is so fun. Um, just side note, I loved your episode too on just your life. Your recent or a couple recent episodes ago, or maybe the most recent, I'm trying to remember, um, but just about your life since adoption. And so that Aww. might give people more of a sneak peek into your life. That was really fun to listen to. But um, just before we get into the conversation, after that little side note, a little tangent, um, <laughs> I thought it would be fun if you could share something that you love, one of your favorite things at the moment. I'm sure there's like whether that be a new thing or something you've loved forever. I just love hearing from our guests, um, something that makes our life sweeter and more fun. It could be literally the most random thing. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, the most random. Well, okay. The first thing that came to mind is something that I'm really into in the moment. So it's more of a mm-hmm. seasonal thing with fall coming. In Texas, it's not really cold yet, but I I force it. I bring the fall on in my house with decorations and pumpkins, yes. even though it's 95 out. <laughs> oh, gosh. And the boys, it's so cute because they, I guess, where they were in Ukraine, in the orphanage, they didn't have a lot of, um, like, they had some holidays, but it wasn't celebrated, I guess, really big because they didn't really know much about, like, fall mm-hmm. decorations and that sort of thing. So. We went to the store and got pumpkins and I pulled out the stuff from the attic and they just love setting everything up with me. And then I said, okay, and then we're going to drink hot chocolate. And they were like, oh, what? Like, what's that? And it's so cute because they didn't really know. And so like we do, we'll do hot cider, hot chocolate, but right now Mm -hmm. I'm really into homemade hot chocolate. So just like I'll get organic whole milk and then just raw cocoa powder and honey. So I mean, it's sort of healthy. (laughs) Yeah. And then just like warm up the milk and then put the raw cocoa powder. I like it dark and strong and then the honey to sweeten it. And it's Mm. so delicious. And so I'm also a coffee person, but I feel like this time of year I get this craving for homemade hot chocolate. And then if I'm really if I'm really organized, I might get some whipped cream out if I happen oh, to have so fun. <laughs> but it's so fun and it's been really sweet experiencing the holidays for the first time ever as a mom mm-hmm. with these boys because so much of what we're doing, it's the first time for them ever. And so right. it's like first time for me as a mom ever and then first time for them ever yeah. in their life. And we're just doing it together. And it's just like, oh, the sweetest and just warms my heart in so Aww. many ways. But 
yeah, I would say hot chocolate, something I'm really into. Homemade. So Homemade. everyone listening, you've got it. You just got to make it. It's so worth it. Three ingredients. I mean, you can add a few yes. more. Like if, if, if you're thinking fun, you know, whipped cream or even like little mini um, candy canes. I think that's fun. Like during like Christmas. peppermint. Yes. Ooh, oh, peppermint yum, hot chocolate. Yum, yes, yum. yes, yes, yes. So my favorite. There's one, there's one at Costco that I love that's like a powdered one. Um, but honestly, I need to try the homemade one. And I'm kind of in the same boat too. I'm a big coffee person. Pregnancy has like kind of changed that though because it just doesn't taste good to me anymore. Wait, no. It's so weird. Uh, uh. It's such a bummer. <laughs> oh um, no. Like I'll any – it does it. Is it the smell, the taste, all of it? It's just kind of like – It's ugh. the taste. It doesn't necessarily like the smell make like anything feel nauseous or anything mm. weird but it's like the taste is just – it kind of turns my stomach. I've been feeling better though lately. And so I think that's helped. So I'll have like, honestly, maybe like three cups a week, but that's like, I mean, I used to have like a a full cup or more a day. And so it's changed, but like now I just don't feel the inclination, but lately I've been doing apple cider and like hot cocoa. So like, that's kind of like my thing now. And then it's that time of year. So. Well, where you live, is it actually, is it cool? Or cold? Yeah. It's it's oh. like right now it's overcast and it's not going to get higher than 60 today. Oh, wow. See, yeah. oh, that's like cozy central. I'm like, yes. give me my warm fuzzy blanket. Turn the fire on. Let's go. I know. Come visit. That's the only, that's the only downfall I'm sure of the South is you don't really get to fully experience the, no. the cozy weather that, that, you know, people say that you need during winter, which I believe mm. you need the cozy weather. So Yes. I mean, we'll get waves of it. We'll get a cold front here eventually, but a cold front for us is like 60. <laughs> We're like, right. Yes. Which, which that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. You can, you know, if it drops below, if it drops below 65, I will, we have a, like a gas fire with the fake logs or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll just turn it on and I'll even crank down the AC if I need to, to like balance the house so it doesn't get too hot <laughs> with the fire just to have like the vibes of cozy Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's what you have to do. That's what you got to do. Oh yeah. Everyone oh, that that's... lives in the South is probably shaking their head like, yep, we know, we get they it. I know, they know. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that live over there that are listening. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. I definitely hope everyone wrote down the simple ingredients to make your own homemade hot cocoa because I think that's an amazing favorite and it makes me so excited that we're in that season. But yes. um, so, so fun. As we transition, though, I am so excited. First of all, today's topic, as everyone saw from the title, is about trusting the Lord when things don't go according to plan. And yeah. that actually is a really exciting news as well because currently – Kristen and Bethany, Girl Defines newest book, Not Part of the Plan, Trusting God with the Twists and Turns of Your Story, is out in the world. It is live. You can get your hands on it, whether you pre-ordered or you're ordering now, it's out. But we're going to be talking about that today. And, you know, honestly, as I've thought about this topic and our conversation in in preparation, this is one of the most timeless truths and realities that we face Mm. as Christians, trusting God, even when things don't make sense, because 99.9% 99.9% of the time, they don't make sense yes. um, and things don't go as yeah. planned. Like I think we would all agree. So Kristen, I would just love to hear, just tell us a little bit more about this book, how it came to be specifically and why it's important to you and Bethany and and the Lord. Yeah. Well, this book really came out of each of our journeys. So my journey and my sister's journey over the past 10 years of 
walking through seasons that we never anticipated, imagined, seasons Mm. that were not a part of our plan. And when I got married now over 10 years ago, so we just celebrated 10 years this past summer, um, I just imagined like, oh, I'm going to, I'm marrying this awesome man. Life felt perfect. I remember thinking on my wedding day, like life couldn't be more perfect. Like Mm. we're healthy. I, God provided this incredible husband. Um, He has this great job. You know, I'm really involved in my church. Like all of our family lives in town and we have Mm -hmm. great relationships. Like I just remember thinking like, wow, life is truly perfect. And um, I really didn't, I guess, I I don't know, I was naive. Like I didn't anticipate right. any big struggles or challenges um, that would be coming shortly down the road. And as far as like family and children goes, we were both really open to just having kids right away, but kind of like, okay, Lord, you know, if you give us some time, great, but we weren't mm-hmm. preventing. So we were just, I guess we assumed we'd get pregnant pretty fast and sure, we sure. didn't. And so, you know, first year goes by, first year anniversary and we're like, oh, wow, great first year. You know, the Lord knew we needed a year to build a good foundation for our marriage. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. that's why he didn't give, you know, give us pregnancy and then another year goes by. And I remember that second year thinking like, okay, this is kind of weird. Like we're not preventing most people who don't prevent get sure. pregnant, you know, yes, pretty fast. Yes. And um, I'm from a really big family myself. So there are eight kids in my family. And I just thought like, wow, I come from a long line of strong, fertile women. <laughs> so I never <laughs> yeah. even thought there could be an issue in that department for me. And when our second year anniversary hit, um, I got pregnant and then miscarried shortly after. And it was just so shocking Mm. and so devastating. And so I don't know how much to share on that story if we're going to talk more about it later, but it was just that through the next 10 years of me walking a journey of recurrent miscarriage, diagnosed also with unexplained infertility um, because my pregnancies just weren't lasting very long. Mm. And I was struggling to get pregnant in between like six years in between the first two miscarriages and the third and just, you know, every test, like dozens of doctor's visits and no answers. And, you know, my husband went through all the testing too. And they're like, no, you guys are like healthy and we don't understand Mm. what the problem is. And that was just so hard. And it was so hard to long for something for so many years and to experience like the snippet of hope with those pregnancies and then every time for it to come crashing down and then to even be scared to like hope again. And through the, through all of that, just like wrestling in my heart, in my faith with the Lord. And like, do I really believe what I say? I believe about him. Do I believe the word when it says that his character is faithfulness and steadfastness and he is good and he only Mm. does good and he has a plan for my life and it's for my greater good and his ultimate glory. Like, do I believe these things truly in my heart of hearts as a Christian woman? Because it's easy to say it on Instagram. It's easy to say it in the podcast and um, Girl Define started kind of in the midst of all of this and it's it's a lot easier to say and a lot harder to walk it out in your heart in your home every morning when you wake up with that same struggle. And so God just took me on a journey of learning what it truly means to trust him, Mm. to fully surrender every part of my heart, of my life, and really brought me to a place of being able to honestly say, if I never got a healthy pregnancy or biological children, um, would the Lord be enough? Mm. And the Lord took me on a journey to where at the end of it, I could truly say, yes, Lord, you are enough. I can find full satisfaction in you alone. And that was a process of years of the Lord working on Mm -hmm. my heart, refining me, teaching me, growing me. And for my sister, Bethany, um, she had a similar journey, but not with children, but with singleness and, you know, thinking she would get married young. I got married fairly young. Um, and she just assumed that would be her story too. And then she went on a decade journey of going, um, going through several really hard relationships that seemed good at first ended in heartbreak. Um, just, 
either side breaking it off for whatever reason. It just wasn't a good match. And her really having to surrender like, wow, the reality of I long for marriage, but it might never become a part of my story. I may never get married. And she celebrated her 30th birthday still single. And I just know um, for her, and she shares a lot about that in the book, just her journey of surrendering that desire, that dream, that unfulfilled longing, praying for it still, but Mm -hmm. with open hands and what it looked like for her to learn how to really thrive as a single woman, um, hoping for marriage, but knowing it might never happen and seeking Mm -hmm. the Lord in that and coming to the place for her where the Lord really was enough for her as well to fully satisfy her. So each of our stories, and then there's a lot of other small, smaller things, just disappointments and smaller losses and things we share throughout the book. But the point of the whole book in, in us opening up and sharing very transparently and vulnerably through our stories is to show other women like, hey, you're not alone. Whatever you're going through, whatever unfulfilled longings, losses, Mm. seasons that you're walking through, trials, heartache, um, worry, emotions, and you're like, I just don't know how to take this to the Lord. I don't know how to get to the other side of this, or I don't know how to like experience this loss or this this grieving while also rejoicing in the Lord. Like how do I hold these like suffering mm. and rejoicing at the same time? Just all of those things. This book is for every woman who's gone through something, going through something, um, is probably going to go through something. And I just hope it can bring a lot of hope and encouragement as we share our stories and kind of make those personal to the reader. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. 2024 has simultaneously felt like the longest and shortest year. Our little family has gone through so many highs and lows and joys and valleys. I mean, Hunter's growing up so crazy and our calendars are so crazy. And this is usually the time of year where so many of us give up on our New Year's resolutions. And while some of mine have not panned out, to be honest, there are some that have. I am personally really proud of my consistent workout routine this year. It has been something that has been so off and on since having Hunter. It's also given me so much mental clarity to be physically active. I'm also really proud that I have instilled regular rhythms of rest in my life and not just rest when I'm burnt out, which was usually the norm. When life moves so quickly, let's just slow down and celebrate our little wins and move forward in faith and make adjustments for the rest of the year. This is your little mid-year check-in. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the rest of the year. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, try BetterHelp to keep you on track. It's entirely online, so it flows with your lifestyle, and you can select a therapist that fits your needs and beliefs, but also feel the freedom to switch at any time to find the best match. Therapy gives you the space to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and process it, which can be really hard on your own. So visit betterhelp.com slash truth talks today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash truth talks. Yeah, 100%. You know, I think that everyone listening and everyone just hearing about the book, following you guys online, or not even, just, you know, any woman, any man, any individual can think of something right in this moment Mm -hmm. of something that has not been answered, whether that's an unanswered prayer or something that really did not go, quote unquote, their way in life. And so this is something that we have to deal with on a daily basis, like you said. What I love though about this book is that I know that God can teach us things very quickly and that we learn lessons. We can learn them within, you know, days, within weeks. But oftentimes, majority of the times, these hard lessons are really born and solidified and cultivated over years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And so this book, Not Part of the Plan, is 
like the same situation. It's a book that's been, like you guys said, your testimony of 10 plus years or more and how God has taught you through those specific struggles. But then also it's something that you carry on to this day because, Mm. you know, you guys have had your prayers answered. You have, you have children now and you've been married and, you know, God's blessing you in ministry and, you know, Bethany's married now, all these things. You Mm -hmm. have these, these answered prayers from the Lord, but there's still going to be things in the next days and hours that we have to surrender. And that's, you know, it's actually a word that you said quite often when you're describing the book. And, you know, your, your both of your testimonies have really encouraged me over the years. And now seeing this book, it just it just seems so appropriate, um, which I'm so excited about. But what stands out to me about your testimony and Bethany's testimony, um, but it's just really this concept of surrender and how it's just marked so clearly over this book. So I'd love to talk a little bit about what it looks like to live a life of surrender as a Christian, mm. because it's this huge concept and it's something that's very countercultural, but it's something important. So I'd love just to hear your personal take and what this looks like and why it's important mm. as a Christian. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, in a nutshell, I think surrender is us holding every part of our lives with an open hand before the Lord and Mm. saying, God, you know better than me in this in that, in this future worry, in this thing I'm dealing with from the past, God, you are sovereign over this and you will give me the strength to get through this as I seek you. And it's holding it with an open hand. And I remember when I went through my first miscarriage, two years into marriage, um, it, it just totally blindsided me. I obviously did not expect it. I don't think anyone does, especially when it's your first, because you just assume everything's going to be fine. And, you know, I thought that I had a really surrendered heart before the Lord. I remember even thinking when we got pregnant, like, wow, like the Lord has rewarded us for our waiting and given mm-hmm. us these two years of marriage for whatever reason to, to build this great foundation, to bring this new life into the world. And I remember thinking like, wow, like this is kind of our reward for the waiting and we're ready now. Like we are ready to go to be parents and we're much more mature than we were two years ago. So here we go, you know? And then I remember after the miscarriage, I just, I was so devastated and mm. I was just so shocked and almost like, almost felt betrayed. Like, Lord, what what in the world? Like, how was this a good part of your plan? Yeah. And it was through that wrestling and that questioning um, and just wrestling in my own heart with even trusting the Lord with that and, and almost feeling a twinge of like, what? Like almost anger toward him. Mm-hmm. He revealed to me um, just the sin in my own heart of gripping and holding on to that pregnancy so tightly to the point where I felt like I could control it. And then when it was out of my control, it wasn't until then that I could see how tightly I was holding on to that and how my hope was truly set on that pregnancy. And I felt like, okay, okay, life is good again. You know, we went through a little rough patch of uncertainty, but now it's all back in my control. Everything's back on track. And God just showed me through that, like, no, that's not a surrendered heart. And obviously Mm. the Lord is so gracious in our grieving and comforted me, um, drew near to me in ways that I had not experienced yet through the loss of a child. But he also graciously showed me how much I was holding on to my own plan, my own timing, my own desires. And, And then the crazy thing is six months later, I got pregnant again and then ended up having that miscarriage, the second miscarriage, almost, I think it was actually to the day timing-wise of the first one. So it was like six weeks, three days, like very early on. Um, But still, Mm. I mean, uh, incredible hope builds the minute you see a positive Mm -hmm. pregnancy test if you've been hoping for that and waiting for that. And so that was me. And I remember that second time going through it, um, even the pregnancy, I remember – 
the Lord growing me so much in what it means to fully surrender. And I just kept picturing my hands going from clenched fists to open palms, like face Mm -hmm. up. And I would just even quietly go before the Lord in prayer. And I would physically get down on my knees and on my knees. And I would open up my hands in a posture of surrender, in a posture of saying, God, I long for this. I pray the best for this, but I'm open-handed with it. Help me to be open-handed because all I want to do is keep closing my fist, take control, um, make it work, fix you know anything if there's a problem. And the Lord right. just kept helping me like open hands. And so I think that's the biggest encouragement I would give to anyone listening who's walking through something where they feel like there's just so much anxiety or fear or worry centered around that thing is to really ask the Lord, go before the Lord and say, God, am I surrendered in this? And that doesn't mean we stop caring. And that's the biggest thing. I think sometimes as Christians, it's almost like, just give it to the Lord and he'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. But Mm, no, we can deeply, deeply care about something while also opening our hands and giving it to Jesus. Mm. We're not saying we don't care about this. We're saying we care so much about this that we're going to give it to the almighty God who's in control of everything, who's sovereign over everything, who has way more power and strength to handle this burden than I do. And so we're actually caring a lot when we take it to the Lord and say, God, I'm giving this to you. Help me to walk through this. Help me Mm. to be surrendered and to trust you in the midst of this. It's so beautiful. Surrender has been a huge part of my story too and just releasing that control. And so I think it's so powerful to have, like you said, like you literally would take your hands from, Mm -hmm. you know, clenched fists to, you know, like literally just opening opening them up and serving them up to the Lord. But it's more about that posture. And, you know, I thought about it too in my life when when I'm trying to control things, when I get so disappointed to the fact where I'm upset at God when things don't go my way, it's because I'm living Mm -hmm. out of this entitlement or out of this self-sufficiency. And I have to realize the bottom line is that God doesn't owe me anything, yet he's given Mm -hmm. me everything. And if salvation, if I just had salvation, like if that was all that he gave me, that would be enough. And yet he promised to give us this good life here to bless us but also use us in that way and so just to just to remember that God literally is the best planner for our lives Mm -hmm. and I think if we step outside of ourselves to realize that God loves us and that he wouldn't do anything to harm us but for our good which the definition of good isn't always what we think it's not always Mm -hmm. part of our plan right nope but then if you realize okay God I know your heart God I know you know bottom line more than anything even if i don't see it right now i know who you are i know that you're faithful i know that you're loving and i know that you're trustworthy and just sometimes just like preaching those truths over ourselves which we'll get into that when we get a little more practical but honestly surrender is one of the yes. biggest things that is hard to learn but i think it's literally one of the most like cornerstone foundational aspects yes. of the christian life you know yeah. um mm-hmm. so, i think so about good. I think about the words of Jesus over and over again when it comes to this topic of surrender where Jesus, I mean, he was God, right? And like Mm -hmm. if anyone didn't need to have a surrendered heart, it would be him in the sense that like he's God, he knows everything, he's in control (laughs) of everything and perfect. And yet even Jesus said, not my will, but yours Mm -hmm. be done to the Father. Modeling for us that posture of surrender, that heart of fully trusting God, submitting our will to God's will. And, you know, as believers, as we wrestle with the things that we desire, and so often it's good things, you know, like we're praying for really good, even biblical things. And I know I wrestle with that. Like, Lord, I'm not asking you for like a shiny new car. I'm asking you for children. <laughs> like, <laughs> like right, you say right. these are a blessing in scripture. Like, what in the world? And, you know, over and over again, just taking that posture of Jesus, of our Savior that he modeled and saying, 
not my will, but yours be done. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy to have those clenched fists and to say, "Uh uh-uh, God, not your will, but my will be done. And even if we're not verbally saying those words, so often the way we're responding to our circumstances Mm. is revealing a heart that's saying, not your will, but mine be done because we're anxious, we're worried, we're trying to control everything to make what we want happen. And we're spinning out of control because it, you know, in our hearts, we're not really surrendered. We're not trusting God. So we're not experiencing his peace in the midst of the hardship. And so that's just a very simple prayer. Anyone can start praying right now. Um, And it may not even be that you're fully embracing it as you say it first, but you're saying, God, make this true for me, Mm -hmm. not my will, but yours be done. Well, and that's that's the process that we have to go in and we have to ask the Lord daily because I think a lot of times, like, I mean, you I know that you would agree. Like you would say, Okay, Lord, I went through so much hurt and I I you know, mm-hmm. I lost I lost my babies through yeah. those miscarriages. But don't you see how God fulfilled and he and he gave you children, even even though they weren't children part of the plan, right? Yes. He gave you these beautiful blessings through adoption, yes. which was part of his plan. And I don't think you'd ever take it back. Like my parents mm-hmm. who adopt, they're like, These are my children. Yes. Like uh-huh. 100%. I mean, they they are they are my blood, even though they not you know they're not literally. And so there's those things, mm-hmm. but I just think so. If we grasp this idea of surrender early on, then I think when we go through these trials, it might not be easy to remember, but we'll have that foundation because I want to you know I I want to be a person that doesn't just you know trust God and say oh yeah he's trustworthy. At, at the end of my situation, at the end, after mm-hmm. everything has been answered, I want to be someone who does that in the midst of the hard times yeah. and the trials, right? And so yes. I think that's so important too, to know that God's brought us through a lot. And you guys have shared how God has brought you through so much in your life, but how God is still working that out actively, <laughs> um, which we can Absolutely. all say amen and shake amen. our heads mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh, I just, I just think that's such a great reminder and I'm so appreciative of that. But um, one thing I did want to touch on, another idea is um, this idea of un- unanswered prayers and these longings that can, yes. you know, sometimes go on for years in your guys' case. And I'm sure there's some for all of us. I know I have some too. You know, we have all seen unanswered prayers in our lives and it can be really dis- dis- like disheartening and discouraging. And like you said earlier, sometimes we're tempted to believe that God's not good or we we become bitter. So let's actually talk about, this might sound super inverse, um, but let's actually talk about the blessing or the gifts of an of an unanswered prayer mm-hmm. and actually how when that happens, there's actually a lot of opportunity there. I think that would be really, really encouraging yeah. to hear. Yes. Well, so we dedicated a whole chapter of this in our new book, Not Part of the Plan, chapter two titled, This Isn't What I Wanted, which <laughs> is how I think a lot of us feel like, okay, God, this mm-hmm. isn't what I wanted. And this isn't what I prayed for or what I've been praying for, for a very, very long time. And um, I wrote this chapter specifically. And I I just remember like even through it, God working on my heart as I'm writing it, like, oh yes, like, ah, like even these truths, like hitting me fresh again. And, you know, as we're praying and we're crying out to the Lord, which is so biblical, so good. Mm -hmm. He wants us to bring all of our prayers, all of the concerns, the desires, the longings of our heart, which what an amazing, loving father that we have. He he wants us to bring those to him. And as we do, you know, he, he gives us not an audible answer, but he answers our prayers in one of three ways. And that's either like an instant yes, which we all love. We don't Mm -hmm. love to wait or it's (laughs) a no, you know, if you're praying for something very specific, like a specific job and God closes the door, like, okay, that's a no. Like I see that he answered that and it wasn't the way I was praying, but okay, Lord, I trust you. Or 
the way that is the hardest, I think, for all of us is when it's not a clear yes, it's not a clear no, and it feels more like a maybe, like a wait, Mm, like a wait. And for me, that is what I have felt. And, you know, I'll be really honest right now and just say, um, even though we've adopted these two incredible boys and I love them exactly like you described, like 100% like Mm -hmm. my own flesh and blood, like they are my children, um, there still is that desire for um, just like pregnancy, having a healthy pregnancy, experiencing that process, mm. birthing a child. Like there's still that longing in my heart. Now, granted, like the Lord has given me so much joy in motherhood with these boys that in some ways that desire, it's not like as overpowering like it felt before, right. um, which is such a grace from the Lord. But still, like even to this day, it's something I still pray for and something that I joke about, like, you know, until I hit menopause, I'm not giving up hope. <laughs> like, hey, there you, you go. Know? Yeah. <laughs> like until that door is clearly shut and there is a no biologically. I'm like, (laughs) I am still going to be praying and saying, Lord, if this is your will, or if you have this for Mm. us, like I pray for this. And so, but for me, I still feel like in some ways I'm in that period of waiting regarding that specific prayer that I've had Mm -hmm. for so long since we got married. Um, and I think for most of us, if you're listening and you're like, yeah, I am in that waiting period too. I've been praying. The Lord hasn't clearly closed the door or, or obviously opened it. And I just don't know what to do. And I would say for all of us, like, it's okay to acknowledge that waiting is so hard. And I was actually sharing this with my mentor. So I'm a huge fan of mentorship Mm -hmm. and Titus to older women, mentoring younger women. And I was sharing this with her and just saying like, I, I feel weary in a lot of ways. Like I feel weary of even praying for this. I almost feel Mm -hmm. sometimes kind of dumb, like, do, should oh, I keep yeah. this like on repetition? It almost feels like I'm just a broken record. And yeah, she just yeah. encouraged me. She said, no, like continue to take your prayers. Like with that posture of surrender, take mm. those prayers to the Lord. Like continue that. If you can't take them to the Lord, where can you take them? You know, like there's right. nowhere else right. but the Lord. So take them to the Lord. And then she just opened up her Bible, which oh, like older godly women, when they do oh, this and you're yes. like, oh, like I'm just learning so much. Um, She opened yes. up her Bible and she just started showing me different people in the Bible who God had promised certain things to, which for me, he hasn't promised me biological children, but for different characters in the Bible, like things that he said, like, hey, I'm going to do this for you. You know, like mm. you think of Sarah and Abraham. God said, I'm going to give you guys a child. Right. But it wasn't for so long that they were losing heart. They were losing hope. They were struggling in the waiting. And she said, if you look at them, you look at other, other stories, like you see so often a waiting period and the way they make it through is by faith. Yes. They have faith wow. in God and their faith, it's not in the outcome, it's in God. And so she said, that's what God is trying to do for you. As you take this prayer continually to the Lord, your faith isn't in getting that thing answered, mm. but it's in God. And by faith in God, you're trusting in him. And you're trusting that if he never gives you a yes in this, you know that he will still be enough on the other yes. side of that. And so she just encouraged me like to look throughout scripture and kind of do my own study of different people in the Bible who had long periods of waiting and by faith, how they walked that road. And so often it is, it's just trusting the Lord, trusting him with his greater plan for your life, trusting that that the waiting won't be wasted if our heart is set on glorifying God, on loving others, on serving God wholeheartedly right where he has us. Um, those waiting periods can be some of the most, um, I would say, fruitful seasons. And for mm. me, that has been so true because I can't tell you the amount of women 
who have like DM'd me on Instagram or emailed me or women I'll meet or just women in my own church, my own small group saying like, I like, I'm really struggling with waiting in this. And as I've walked you walk, watch, as I've watched you walk your journey and just conversations we've had, just hearing how they've been encouraged, um, through my journey, it's so encouraging. And then vice versa, as I've watched other women in the waiting by faith, trusting God, placing their hope in him. Um, that's when I think so much fruitful ministry, um, life on life discipleship can happen. And so Mm -hmm. we have to kind of take our eyes off of my end goal is to get that thing, but rather what is God teaching me in the midst of this? His goodness is true now. His goodness will be true on the other side, whether it's, whether it's a yes or a no, um, we don't know, but our trust and our hope is in Mm. the Lord. Um, and that has just helped my heart so much and continues to help my heart to this day. That's so beautiful. I don't think we talk about unanswered prayers enough and actually the beauty of it and, you know, depending on the Lord and, and being sanctified. And also, like you said, being a testimony, being an Mm. encouragement to other people, because I think the best, the the best encouragements, like as far as like when I go to a friend to be encouraged or when I am the most encouraged by a friend is her vulnerability as like, oh, this is hard. But then also her example, because a true encouragement isn't someone who's just like, yeah, this is, this this is hard and it sucks. And that's it. (laughs) They're just like, no, yeah, this is hard and it sucks, but this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm at least striving and trying to do is is to follow the Lord, to, you know, to trust his promises. And so someone that really is saying, hey, I'm I'm laying my life on the altar, but I'm also seeking the Lord with it, I think is just – like that's that's a that's the beautiful combination right there and yes. and so if if anything if if that's what God is using it for to touch someone's heart and to strengthen them and mm. maybe to even move them out to be uh, you know just bigger lights for the kingdom then I think that's mm-hmm. a win mm-hmm. right so yeah. I yeah I love that you touched on that I think that's so important um as we as we wrap up I have loved every into this conversation like I can see myself <laughs> in every in every one of these aspects mm. and I know a lot of women are going to see themselves in this book too and find that relatability and encouragement you know through your guys' testimonies but as we close I would love to hear just maybe any verses or scriptures mm-hmm. or practical tools that God has used and continues to use in your life when you worry about the future specifically when yes. you worry about those things that may not happen or the things that you want to happen, just practically any uh, scriptures or truths that have just really helped you. Yes. Okay. My my favorite scripture, um, more, I guess, over the past few years that God has just used over and over again. It's like on repeat in my brain. So I encourage anyone like memorize this, write yes. it down, tape it to your mirror, make it your phone, screensaver, whatever. Like it is so good. It's Isaiah 26, three through four, Isaiah 26, three and four. And it says, you talking about God, you keep him in perfect peace Mm. whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. And it's just short. And to me, like it is to the point and it is giving us a recipe for how to find peace in our hearts because Mm. culture will say, okay, to find peace in our world, you need to change your circumstances. Okay. You have that hardship, get rid of it. Oh, that difficult relationship, throw it out. Okay. You don't like that season, change it. And the culture's answer is so often about either like grin and bear it, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps or change your circumstances so you don't have that hardship. But as we all know, we can't always change our circumstances. There are things that are unchangeable about life that we're experiencing. And so when that's happening, how do we find peace in the midst of that? And that is exactly what Isaiah 26, three through four is giving us the answer to it saying, you keep him 
or her in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. And so as women, when our mind, as we're walking through unfulfilled longings, unanswered prayers, hardships, mm-hmm. loss, seasons of waiting, when, as we keep our mind on the Lord in the midst of that, and we keep our trust centered on him, our hope centered on him, our purpose in the midst of that season centered on him. Um, and as we trust him, then God says, that's how you receive peace. That is how you get peace is the one whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. And you know, mm. something that um, I think can often be a disconnect for us as Christian women is that theologically we say, yes, I should trust God. Yes, I love God. Yes, God is good. All of these yeah. like theological terms. Yes. But we don't, we often forget the character of God. And so although in our minds we know, okay, theologically I can trust him, we are are unfamiliar with his specific character. And Mm. so we kind of, it's almost like we're mustering up trust rather than feeling fueled by the trust. And so something that I did after my third miscarriage, which was most recent, a couple years ago, I was much further along, almost out of my first trimester. It was so shocking that I got pregnant and then so shocking when we went in and found out there was no longer a heartbeat. I thought for sure that was the one that was going to last. I just remember feeling the most devastated after that one more than any of the previous ones, just because of the timing and the circumstances and how long the pregnancy had gone. And I just remember crying out to the Lord and saying, God, I don't even feel like I can trust you. I need to fuel my heart with what is true about your character so that I have a foundation to walk on. Cause right now I feel like the floor is falling out. I feel like I'm in a, in darkness, walking in a cave. Like I don't know what's up or down. And so I found just online, I just Googled 30 day study on the names and attributes of God. And I recommend this to women like every single week, anytime I'm talking, just search the term, like it will come up. And every single day I studied one either character quality or a name or attribute of God. And I am telling you at the end of those 30 days, it was like God had breathed life into what felt like a lifeless body to it, you know, in my heart at, at that moment. Mm. Um, and God just through the foundational truth of who God is, who he says he is, his steadfast character, um, it, the love of a father, just over like every day, each character, it was incredible. And so that would be my biggest thing to encourage you is Isaiah 26, three through four, mm. um, that scripture. And then if you're feeling dry or empty spiritually, go through just 30 days of praying through the names and attributes of God, and you will be so renewed and revived in your heart. And then in your soul, you you won't be able to help, but trust in the Lord because right. you will see how awesome and good he truly is. Oh, that's beautiful. I came across that verse the other day when I was looking for verses on peace. And mm. I love how it's one that it's not, I mean, a lot of a lot of the things God promises us without really having to do anything, but there's a lot that we have to be active on. And that's the thing, yes. you know, he promises this if we keep stayed on him, you know, through right. all of these twists and turns. So, uh, so encouraging. Go back and replay that, everyone listening. <laughs> Write that down, memorize <laughs> the verse. So, so encouraging. Kristen, I have loved every second chatting with you. I've always loved chatting with you, but it was Same. an honor. Oh, it was just an honor to have you on the show. And um, I'm just so thankful for your ministry and for your life. And so it's so fun to see, again, like we said, your full life. Um, but as we approach this um, this book launch too, as, as we end the episode, I would love for you to share um, where people can buy the book now because it's out in the world. So where can they get Yay. it? How can they connect with you guys? Let them know. 
Yes. Well, we love the sisterhood. So just Christian sisters from all over the world. And you can connect with us at girldefined.com. And our book is on there. So not part of the plan. It's available anywhere books are sold pretty much. Um, But on our website, it's girldefined.com slash trust. Um, And we would love to connect with you. We love hearing how God is working in the lives of women all around the world. And I love that about the internet, that it connects us from every walk of life, every time zone, every background. Um, So through our website or we're on all the socials. So if you just search at Girl Define on Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest or Twitter, we don't really do a lot of Twittering, but you know, (laughs) yeah, yep. (laughs) All the different things we would love to connect. We just love the sisterhood and would love to get to know you personally. Beautiful. I'll have everything linked below too. So it's easy, but make sure to go follow, grab the book, uh, do all the things because this conversation was just a little snippet. So if you loved it, you're going to love the book. I know. So uh, Kristen, thank you so much, sister. I love you and appreciate you and I'm so humbled that you would pour out here on the show. So thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me. It is always such a pleasure and joy to talk to you. And I am always so uplifted and encouraged after our conversations. And Mm. you keep up the great work. And again, congrats on your little one. Oh, thanks so much. (laughs) 